Good morning, Lake Gibson, United Methodist Church, Facebook family and friends of those here. We're so glad to have you join us this morning for worship. If you at home would like to join us for live worship, if you would contact our office, which is open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 2 each day. If you'll contact us, we'll reserve you a seat. We have a few seats left today. If you would like to come and you haven't made a reservation, as long as we have empty seats, we will sit you. If we're full, we'll let you know that too. But right now, we could probably seat another uh, 12 to 15 probably, I guess. So... uh, Please, if you would like to, if you'd like to join us, please do. If you're uncomfortable joining us, we understand we're going to continue to be on Facebook Live and on YouTube as well as on our website, LakeGibsonUMC.com. You can go to either one of those and watch us, and we also are recorded there. They're also up if you're not able to watch at this time, or if I say something and you want to go back and hear it again, yeah, yeah, I, I know that's funny, but anyhow... Uh, it would be on Facebook Live and also on our website. You can do that too. Or invite others to go listen or watch the uh, worship service. Check our webpage for updates. Again, the webpage is LakeGibsonUMC.com. Share your page with your family and friends, please. Communicate with us. If you have a praise or a prayer request, if you're on Facebook, you can type it over there in the comment section. Christy, as always, is in the back monitoring those. And at the end of this service, toward the end, uh, before we do our last hymn, we will have a prayer time and a praise time. So I invite you to submit your request there. If you're not on Facebook, if you're on the website or if you're on YouTube, I know they don't have the message uh, abilities there, but you can back out and you can go to our email, like GibsonUMC.com, and email us and email the request. And Christy will also check those before we... I go to prayer. Also remind you that every Sunday at 1130 on Zoom, we have Zooming the Peace, which is where you can get together. You can talk with one another and, and just fellowship a little bit. That's hosted by Dwight and Phyllis. Thank you, Dwight and Phyllis, for doing that. It's very simple to do. If you go to the website, again, scroll down to the bottom. It says Zooming the Peace. You click on it. It walks you through the steps. If you've got Zoom on your computer, it's just one click, boom. If you don't have Zoom on the computer, it takes about 90 seconds for you to download it, and then one click, and boom, you're in from that point forward. So we invite you to do that. I also teach a Bible study on Thursdays at 1 p.m., which is on Zoom. This is one where you have to have a particular host to get in, but if you would like to join that Bible study, if you will call or contact Christy at the office, she will send that link to you again, and then you just, at 1 o'clock, you click on that link, and come up and we're there and uh, we will have a Bible study together. Right now we're in 1 Corinthians. We will be starting chapter 2 this Thursday at 1 p.m. Chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians. So I invite you now, go with me to God in prayer as we begin this worship service. Father, once again we come into your house and we, we come in, whether it be by TV or by internet or whether we're here in person. This is a sacred space at this point. We're here to worship you. We're here to give you glory and honor. We're here to praise you and hear from you and communicate with you. Wherever we may be today, now prepare our hearts to receive the word you have for us this day. And let us sing with pure, unbridled joy for the one that gave his life for us, for the one that will never leave nor forsake us. Let us praise you in all we say and do. We ask in your name. 
Amen. Now we'll turn it over to the Lake Gibson Choir.
Don't forget that. Good morning. Good morning. It's so great to be here again and see all these nice faces. Our first uh, song today is Tis So Sweet, number 462 in the Hempels. Please stand as you are able to.
you, Bob and choir. Hey, you know, we've been kind of subdued here. If you're on Facebook, if you're on the computer, go ahead and hit like, clap, tell them what you appreciate. Go ahead, you can make noise in here too. Thank you, choir. Thank you, we appreciate you very much. Amen. We are so thankful for the choir and all that they have done to try to meet CDC guidelines and still be able to Give us music within our worship service. We thank you for the, thank them for that. Let me make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, one, we were just talk, we've been talking about this this week and how to do it, and we just hit on this about twenty minutes ago. To be honest with you, next week, if you know next week that you're going to be here the following week, the ushers will have a place on their sheet when they check you in that you can tell them I'm going to be here next week, and they can make that reservation right then. Okay, we're not able to do it today, but we will next week. Otherwise, you need to call us or email us or let us know each week to do that. So we're trying to figure out a way. This is a work in progress, in case you didn't know it, uh, of how to do some of this stuff. So next week we'll be able to do that. But for now, if you're going to be here next week, you need to make a reservation through the office Monday through Thursday if you could. Okay. Aren't you glad that we're on the solid rock and not sinking sand? Aren't you glad that we can trust in Jesus every day? I want to talk to you today about one of the verses in Genesis and creation story where God said in verse 126 of Genesis, he said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. And what does, it, what does that mean to be made in God's image? And I could go 55 different ways, and we could sit here, and we did in seminary, and debate this for three and four days and still not have an answer. But what does it mean? When I look at this verse, and I read, let us make man or humankind in our image according to our likeness. Well, I got to ask myself a few questions. The first question is, who is this us? And one of the things we jump to and today's world, we jump to the fact that, well, us has got to be the Trinity, right? Well, the Greek professor said, I can't do that within the Greek. That that's not really true. It, it may be a part of it, but I can't really go there. And then he started asking questions like, is us the Trinity, or is us God and the angels, or is us maybe God and everything he's created at this point? And guess what? Your guess is as good as mine. We're not 100% sure of some of this stuff. But here's the one thing I do get from that. Us, whatever us is, means people in a relationship. 
It means people that are together. It doesn't mean me and you or you and them. Us is together, right? So then my next question comes up, and my next question is, okay, whoever this us is, God's there. God's the foundational part of that us. So whoever this us is, we are to look like God. What does that mean, though? And I start thinking, what separates us, us being humankind, male or female, us being men and women, what separates us from the rest of God's creation? And you know the first thing, if you've been in biology, right? Opposable thumbs. You know, that's one thing that separates us. Walking upright on two legs, that separates us from many things. But the thing that separates us most, I think, is our mind and our soul. We have free choice. We can make decisions. We're able to reason. We're able to think. But we're also able to love. We're also able to forgive. We're also able to have mercy and compassion on people. And when I look around the world and I see the world and I see the things that are going on within the world, I know everybody can't do that. There are people probably sitting here or watching on the computer screens that we can't forgive certain things or we can't love certain people. And here's my experience. I can only do those things as I draw close to God and rely on Him. Let us make God or man in our image. Is that God saying, I want these people to have a relationship with me? I want them to be a part of who I am, who we are, whoever us may be. Look at the creation story. Genesis 2.18, God said, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper. I will make him a partner. And we know that from that, he puts Adam to sleep, takes a rib, makes Eve, woman, and the two are joined together. And, you know, we use this, and I agree with it 100%. We use that to say that man shouldn't be alone, that if, unless God grants them the ability to do that and be alone, they have a helpmate, if you will. But you know what I say about Scripture? Sue Hashman, if she was sitting here, she could tell you. We keep talking about the fact that Scripture is an onion. And you peel off one layer and there's another layer beneath it. You peel off another layer, and there's another layer of Scripture beneath it. I'm going to ask a question. Let us make God in our, a man in our image. Could that go deeper? Could that not only be Adam and Eve, could it be that man needs more than just himself, that he needs God, that he needs to have a relationship with God? While Men and women can procreate. When they procreate, they create a family, a social structure. Is God even here when he says, it's not good that man be alone, hinting to us that we need to have a relationship with one another as well as with him? And I think that's true, and I think that's true because of what happens. We go on over into Genesis 3.8, and we know what happens 
Adam and Eve disobey. They eat from that tree that they're not supposed to. Then they go hide. In Genesis 3, 8 and 9, we read this, I think. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. The Lord called out to man and said to him, where are you? You see, this tells us things that we don't really see, but God apparently had this habit of walking and talking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the eve. Every day, they communed together. They fellowshiped together. They talked Think about it. This is what we call Eden. This is what we call paradise. This is what we may call heaven. This is the garden. This is perfection. And in that perfection, God and mankind have a relationship. But it was ruined by sin. Adam and Eve suffered from that broken relationship. But, because I know the rest of the story, and you do too, because we know that Jesus was sent to earth to restore relationship with God. We know that he died on the cross to forgive us of our sins and to bring us into his family. Since we know that, and that's the whole object of Scripture in many ways, is God saying again, I want to be in relationship with you and with mankind. I want you to be a part of my family. Think about the Old Testament. Think about what happens after the fall. After the fall, Abraham's called to be a nation. He's called to have people that will worship God, that are chosen by God. David comes on the scene. David writes those verses that we all know and love. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. That entire psalm, have you ever noticed? It deals with relationship. The relationship that God has with David. The relationship that you and I as a human can have with this magnificent, loving creator God that we serve. Psalm 23, I had never thought about it until I started preparing this sermon. It basically shouts out, God wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to be our shepherd. He wants to be our friend. He wants us to be in his family. Don't think so? Go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Many of you know this verse by heart. It says, listen, I'm standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with you and you with me. God comes to each and every one of us wherever we are. And knocks on the door of our heart. And notice what he says. If you knock, open the door. You know what that means? You don't have to clean up, Ellen. 
You know what that means, Carol? You don't have to reach under the table, pull the Bible out, put it on the table, and open it to Psalm 23. You don't have to hide the beer that's sitting in the fridge or whatever. He says, open the door, and I will come in. And I will sup with you, and you will sup with me. Let me put it in words I understand, and maybe you will too. God says, he knocks. I open the door, and he comes in, and as he comes in, he walks over there. He just grabs you and hugs you in this biggest bear hug. Hey, son. Hey, daughter. Where you been? And then he says, hey, I know you've got some sandwiches over there, but come on. Come with me. And he takes us outside, and we get in the limo, not just a limo, the fancy limo, you know, with all the bells and the whistles and everything. And he says, where are we going? We're going to my house. we got a barbecue going. Yeah, Dick, we're in, we're in Florida. We're in the south. He's got a, he'll even have that vinegar stuff for you, buddy. We're going to have a barbecue. And he takes us home. He says, oh, by the way, all your friends are already there. They're waiting on you. You're the guest of honor. And we go there, and we go to his house. Now, as you're listening to me or as you're sitting here hearing me, you're probably saying, well, preacher, I don't know about you. You don't know some of the things I've done. Jesus may take my wife, but he ain't going to take me. He may take my kids, and I hope he does, but I don't know if he's going to take me. Well, watch this. That last night, Jesus was on the face of this earth in an upper room when he was with his disciples. He wrote this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself. So that where I am, you may be also. That's relationship. And you know the way to the place I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know the way. Where are you going? How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He prepares a place. He wants us to be with him. Remember that image that I said he took us to the barbecue? Well, not only did he take us to the barbecue, he took us in the house. And when you walked in the house and you started looking around, he said, oh, by the way, look at this room. And in that room was all your stuff. All your pictures that you cherish, the stuff that are yours. And you kind of look at him and he says, by the way, this is your room in my house. Wow. And you may be like me right now. You're thinking, how could that be? I don't deserve it. Bingo! You got it. We don't deserve it. He wants to give it to us. He wants us to have that relationship because He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the gate, if you will. He's the door. Once we open our door to let Him in. Not because we deserve it, but because He's God. He's Jesus, and he wants us to have that relationship. Have you thought about that? He wants us, puny little us, the people that fall down all the time, that mess up all the time, that continually deny him, but yet he's still there knocking on that door. And he says, open the door. 
Now, here's what we often miss. When we open that door to him and he comes in and he may take us to that place, he does something else. He gives us, I'm going to call it this word, transformational power. He gives us the power to be the new creatures that Paul talked about. He gives us the power to become like him. Later in that same chapter, or not the same chapter, but that same discourse in John chapter 15, Jesus said this. This is my commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you to do. Notice that little word there, if you're my friends, if you do what I tell you to. Continuing, he says, I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Now I appointed you to go and to bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. Think of what that just said. We're not servants. We're friends of God. Go ahead. You can break into the, you can break into the joy back there. I am a friend of God. You know the song? We're friends of God. God chose us. We didn't sit on that field last until somebody had to take us. God chose us from the very beginning. Just as we were. But he also chose us so that we could become like him. So that we could know him. And as we come to know him, we would be changed to be like him. To be made in his image. He chose us so that we could become creatures that share God's love with others. He said, well, I don't know. I don't know if he chose me or not. Well, look at what Jeremiah said. In Jeremiah, God says, surely I know the plans I have for you. Plans for your welfare, not for harm. Plans to give you a future with hope. See, the God we serve wants the best for us. He's not the God that many people say out there is just waiting to crush you. Waiting to hold everything against you. No, he's the God that loves you. Accepts you where you are. Cleans you up. Transforms you into his likeness. So that you can share the love that he puts in your heart with others. God wants us to sit at the table with him. He wants us to be a part of his family. He wants us to sit at his feet as Mary did and bask in his glow and just listen to his words and take them in and then go out and practice them. Many of you know this. I know grandparents know this. Children relish and love the attention of their grandparents as well as their parents. Not because they really deserve it. They haven't done anything to deserve it yet, but just because grandparents give that. They give that love. They give that attention. Children feel like they're family when they're with grandma and grandpa. Guess what? God wants us to feel the same way. We have that same opportunity, the opportunity to come in and be a part of God's family and share his love and sit in his presence 
So today I invite you, relish the fact that you're made in God's image. Enjoy the warmth of his love. Be encouraged, strengthened, and emboldened because you are a walking, talking, believing child of the Most High God. And he is your friend. And every day, every minute, every breath, with every thought you have, remember this. You say, I don't feel God, but remember this. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Draw near to him and feel his love this day. Amen. Remind you at home that you can help support us with this ministry. You can send your gifts to Lake Gibson United Methodist Church at 424 West Dottery Road in Lakeland, Florida, 33809. You can also go to our website, lakegibsonumc.com. On there, you can find many ways to give. You can give a one-time gift, or you can set up a repetitive gift. There's also giving by text. That text number is 833-758-0308. It's on our website, too. Go there, and it will walk you through how to do this. Also remind you here in the sanctuary that while we cannot pass plates because of CDC regulations, offering plates are at the exits. You can drop your offering if you have it in those plates, and we will take care of it that way. This time, I will ask Christy if she has prayer requests or praises, please. Sandra Lynn Stanfield. Good morning, all. Hi, Sandy. Thanks for all your prayers. Jerry is now home and has no issues. Jerry had been in the hospital with her husband, so we praise God for that. Dick Shepard. Praise the Lord. Beverly Lindsay, I believe that is Sharon's sister is home and doing well from open-heart surgery. We praise him too, Lord. Thank you, Lord. These uh, next ones are some that were left in our prayer box. Our prayer box does get used, believe it or not, the one that's out front. People, we have no idea who they may be, but we're going to lift the, their prayers up too. Please pray that Alina doesn't get sick and lives for a long time. David Adelborough asked for prayer for America and his family. Lucy Ann Walsh is asking for us to join her in many unspoken prayer concerns. Jim Huvin, prayers for Jim, needs to find the reason for his anema. Uh, okay, Jim, Dottie will tell you how you feel. How's that? Ken Taylor, prayer request for Good Shepherd UMC in Caperno, California. I don't know what Ken's talking about, but I'm assuming that that is probably a church that's affected by the fires in California. But whatever, we'll lift that before God. Uh, that's all for you, Christy. I have a couple of others. We're asked to pray for Bill Webb. Bill, as many of you know, Jackie's husband fell, broke his hip. He's in the hospital, so we want to pray for him. Kay Fields, his husband Randy, uh, was going to a nursing home, and then they found out he was having kidney problems, so he's back in the hospital with some renal failure, so we want to pray for him. Our daughter Christy was put back in the hospital again this week, but she's supposed to be getting out today. But please continue to pray for her that they can find out what's going on with her and correct those issues. You know some of the situations going on from storms, and, and I just read this morning that France has got some uh, flooding, and they actually showed on the Internet a home going down the river and a truck going down the river from the floods in France. So we've got that. We've got the fires in California. We've got floods here within our own United States. I want to pray for all of those that have dementia, whatever form or wherever, and for their spouses and families. 
for those that are dealing with cancer as well as others. Any other prayer concerns from here? Ellen. Okay, we want to pray for Joanne Beebe, who's not feeling well. Any others? Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we come before your throne of grace today. And as I, as I do, I just first want to start out saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you want to have a relationship with us. Thank you, God, that you yearn for us to be in your family. Help us to feel the warmth of your love even this day, and to bask in it. Father, as we come before your throne of grace, there are many things we should be thankful for. The blood that ran down the cross. The Holy Spirit that lives in us. The fact that you never leave nor forsake us, and many other things. But as we come, we're human, and there are many concerns on our mind. You have heard many of those as they were read from the internet. As we have spoke words about families, Bill Webb, Randy Fields, Christy Thompson, those that were listed on the internet. Lord, we lift them before you, and whatever their need may be, may you meet it even now. For those that are dealing with the loss of homes or property because of storms or fire or whatever it may be, be with them this day. Lord, let them know that there's still hope. And may those that are trying to get aid to them be able to get it there in an expedient manner to lift them up and to help them and to give them a shelter for tonight, food for today. Lord, we pray for those that are dealing with other problems. Pray for people that have dementia and their spouse and their families. Even now, Lord, give, give them Give them a few moments of clarity this day so they can see their loved one once again, so they can communicate in just a brief manner. For those dealing with cancer and COVID and other things within our life, Lord, we pray that you would give the doctors wisdom, that even now they would be able to do things to help alleviate pain and suffering, and that there would be breakthroughs coming that would give ways to block, stop, these diseases in their tracks. Lord, as we come, there's another disease we need to pray about, and we often overgloss this. But I want to pray about the disease of sin that exists within our lives, Lord, within our world. That's not a good word. In fact, Lord, I've said it before, when I went before the board, I was told to mark the word sin out of anything I said. But your scripture says mankind has fallen. I pray for the sin that exists in our world, Lord. Racial prejudices, other prejudices, gender prejudices, whatever the sin may be, greed, lust, sex, whatever it may be. I pray even now that you, the one that's the way, the truth, and the life, would open our eyes and show us the truth. May we confess our sin, and as your word says, as we confess it, you are faithful and just to not only cleanse us from all unrighteousness, but make us pure. So we pray that prayer and ask that you would even now infill and dwell each of us in such a way that your love can throw through us and touch others. 
We ask all this in your precious name. Amen. And as you stand and we close and the choir leads us, we're going to sing that hymn, Precious Name. Tried to rush you off there. I'm sorry. Um, for those of you at home, hey, click like. Click no. Let us know that you know that Jesus loves you, that you're part of his family, and that he wants you to be his friend. But don't forget, Zooming the Peace at 1130 and our Bible study on Thursdays at 1 p.m. on Zoom. Set 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Join me now in prayer. Fathers, we come. We again praise you for this day. We thank you that we have been able to lift up Go with us now. Take your love and your world and start your earth and share it.